You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. I'm 23 and we've been dating for four years without any big fights and we have an amazing sex life. We know each other's bodies and we never have bad sex. But I want to try new things and we have gotten around to trying most things except talk dirty. Yeah, you like that? Which you fucking slut. really turns like me that? on. You like that? Stop flirting with her. No, no, I'm telling her, I'm telling her what she wants to hear. No, like, but not from you. You little whore. She, she wants it from her boyfriend. Oh, sorry. Okay. That's inappropriate. Oh, I'm sorry. Shit they don't tell you. I'm Nikki Limo. Yo, what's up? Steve Jr. Um, icebreaker is what people call me a lot because I just break the ice. I think you're a ball breaker, man. but not really an icebreaker. Well, what are the Iceman's balls made of? Steel. Steel? Mm-hmm. Boring. Didn't think of that, did you? Didn't think it was going to no, be steel, No, because it doesn't you? make sense to your branding. Whoever created that brand should just like rethink their existence. Hey, part of you, you're actually part of my brand. With the balls thing, because you've told everyone I have huge, gigantic balls. Oh, yeah, you do have huge balls. They're so. made of ice, and I'm the icebreaker. Okay, we can move on. I love you. Um, all right, so we're answering some of your very coveted, highly requested uh, questions. I almost said comments, but they're questions. They're coveted. They're co- they're highly coveted. The answers are coveted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The ans- not the questions. No. The answers. Yes. And Especially we, your long-winded questions are not coveted. And we are experts in every single area. We are just you can take it filled all with knowledge yep. and wisdom that you need to take 100% seriously. You take it to the bank, you slide it to the teller, and then you say- Let me collect. You're welcome, and I'll take everything that you got here, <laughs> and then they will hook you up. <laughs> They hook you up with security that escorts you out of the building. And that's what we're here for. That's That's what we see. That's what we are here to do. Always. All right, I'm going to start off. Hey, can you wear masks now in a bank? Can I wear a handkerchief around my mouth like that now? Uh, I guess so. I haven't tried to go to a bank. You're supposed to, right? I think you can go to the ATMs, but I don't know if you can. Aren't you supposed to dress like a robber to go to the bank now? Yeah, basically. That's pretty crazy. All right. All right. Well, um, I'm going to start off actually with a comment, not a question, because it is a thank you. So um, this is from Liz, and she says, hello, I will start out with a compliment for you guys, because we love we thank love you, compliments, thank so thank you. you so much. I absolutely love your podcast. I'll put I'll put it on when I'm doing dishes, driving to work, or just relaxing, relaxing on the couch with my dog. You guys always keep it real, and I admire the work you do, especially the relationship you both have. Thank you so much, Liz. Thank you, Liz. Which leads me to the purpose of this email. I don't have a question, but I do want to thank you both. In episode number 98, you talked a lot about your own behaviors towards your partners and how you do a lot of self-reflection and try to work on yourself before you actually take it out on your loved one and that whole thing really caught my attention because I was in a situation where I was just getting yelled at all the time and everything was nitpicked and there were more unhappy days than happy because nothing I was doing was right it's been just shy of three years with a bunch of ups and downs that were emotionally stressing me out and I knew I deserved better but it was hard because there were those good moments and I knew there were other factors affecting his stress level but not once did he try to make me feel bad about something did he not try to make me feel bad about something? Got it. And then in one episode, Steve talked about how he broke up with a girl the night before Christmas and how he did it. And wouldn't you know, that was the one thing that I needed. So as of today, I am single and happy and healthy. And per, per your standard advice, I broke up. Good Ha-ha. job. But I- Listen, break up, everybody. If you're with somebody that you love, break, break, up. break up. If you're very End happy, it. break up. That's what we're all if about. You're ve- being fulfilled, break up. <laughs> no. 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 If you are unhappy you, and you deserve better, you should break up. But and you can even do it the day of Christmas. Who you don't need to wait yeah. the night before Christmas. You can you can do it on Christmas Day too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. New Christmas, new you. But I just wanted but you both to know that you folks that folks do really appreciate the things you say and I hope we all see the three hundredth episode and the five hundredth and so on and that you keep giving the world this positivity. You're the best, Liz. We love Thank you, Liz. you, Liz. Thank you. You're and the best. Key part to that story is that I broke up with her the day before Christmas and my old man told me, You will always regret this for the rest of your life. <laughs> and I never did. Sometimes your parents don't have good advice. 
Very true. I didn't regret it the week after. I didn't regret it the month after, year after. I don't regret it to this day. Mm-hmm. Give me a break. Setting yourself free is not ever something regrettable. No, and and I know more about the circumstances of what I'm going through than my old man did. Right. But the audacity of telling somebody, and I love you, Dad, but the audacity of, of telling a, a, your kid that they'll regret something for the rest of their life is a fucking... Like, just so what? I would get back with this chick? Like, yeah. fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. That's horrible advice. I love Sometimes my Sometimes people project onto others what they're going through. I think so. Yeah. And I think that my dad should break up with my mom. <laughs> they should break up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just carrying that bit to the end. All the right. way across the finish line. Right, right. All right. So the first question today comes from uh, Anonymous. Please help. My boyfriend won't talk dirty to me. Hi, Nikki and Steve. My boyfriend and I are huge fans of STDTY, and we have uh, we have the same dynamic you two have in our relationship. We are very in love and never fight. Awesome. You should break up. Just kidding. She sounds like a fucking slut. I'm 23, and we've been dating for four years without any big fights, and we have an amazing sex life. We know each other's bodies, and we never have bad sex. But I want to try new things, and we have gotten around to trying most things except talk dirty. Yeah, you like that, which you fucking slut. really turns like me that? on. You like that? Stop flirting with her. No, no, I'm telling her, I'm telling her what she wants to hear. No, like, but not from you. You little whore. She, she wants it from her boyfriend. Oh, sorry. Okay. That's inappropriate. Oh, I'm sorry. I've tried communicating to him about how I would never judge and how bad I want this, but he won't budge. I don't want to push him to do something he's uncomfortable with. Is there any suggestion to get him out of his comfort zone and still feel okay? Thank you. I try to keep it short, but I have to say I love you guys. Listen to you all day at my work. Oh, my God. I love you. I don't Thank know you, if I have... I don't know if I have an answer. I really just have a question. What's your question? Does she like big old balls? Don't do this. Do you like big balls? Please stop. It's not appropriate. You whore? You whore? Stop it. Okay. You That is not consensual. She gave consent to her boyfriend. I not was trying to, to you, help her. But it's not to you. No, but he can quote me. So if, uh, so if someone writes in and they're like, I'm not getting laid enough. And I'm like, come over here, big boy. I will get you laid. Well, no, that's messed up. I'm okay. trying to help her with dirty talk. I'm trying to help her. That's still a part of their sex Shit. life. I'm trying to help this filthy Stop slut with a dirty talk. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, I would uh, clearly there's something he's not comfortable with, and I guess you have to communicate until you find out exactly what that is. Because it might be that he's embarrassed. It might be that uh, he he's embarrassed. Does yeah? It's got to be that for he, sure. He probably sees himself a certain way and feels feels like he's being silly. Yeah, I mean, and she said that she won't judge him at all, but maybe he doesn't believe that. I don't know. I mean, I never want people to be pushed out of their comfort zone in a way that it damages them mentally or emotionally. You know you know what I'm saying? Of course. Like, if I didn't like being submissive and you were like, be submissive, I don't know if I would... That's hard, really yeah. Budge, if I wanted yeah. you to be a dominant or whatever, that would be if hard. If something kind of hurts my, uh, like you know, your own personal like way uh, that you it's feel your about flow. yourself, yeah. It, I don't know. You don't like, for example, you don't like being on top at all. No, I don't, and I don't mind that you don't like it. Yeah, but but I'm, if you were someone that really needed me to boss you around and be on top, I would hate it. Like if if you were a guy that needed me to whip you, for example, I would. Oh God, I don't think I could do me, it because I don't like hurting people yeah. at all. Like I, I don't think I could hurt you physically. And I could hurt you. People that sure, people that um have that kink. It's I'm not kink shaming them at no, all. No, not at all. It's just not yeah. for me. Yeah, it's, yeah exactly. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. maybe it's just not for him. Maybe something about it makes him feel like he's disrespecting you, and that kind of like it, he hasn't been able to tackle that mentally yet. Yeah. Because especially during this era of time with the Me Too movement and. There, there's a lot of guys that I know right now that are scared of yeah choking bitches. Sure, guys don't want to choke bitches or like we used like... to. In the '90s, you could choke you could choke a bitch. <laughs> you could choke her as much as you wanted. Right. Nowadays, so boring. You gotta now. get a fucking permission slip or something. You gotta get a, a per- permit from the city. You know what I mean? You gotta have the city fucking come <laughs> check your house out. <laughs> before you start choking a bitch. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not saying you guys have this problem because obviously you've been in a relationship for four years um, at this point. But you're 23. He's still very young. I think maybe like how old is he? I'm, I would age? assume the same I age. I don't know. Age. It doesn't really say. But you know, maybe there's just some sort of blockages that find out what's really going at. on. Ask it's in. This is like any argument that that we've ever had, right? Mm-hmm. What's what's it really about? Like what, exactly. what what's really holding him back from being able to call you the filthy slut that you need to be called? Because you're but obviously he, a filthy, he might, filthy filthy slut. 
he might not even know what it is. Mm-hmm. I know. I think so. So if he can get if he can get through that, then I think he'll know what a filthy slut she is. Thank you. Right. At last. Yeah. Yeah, and he'll be able to you know pay her two dollars for to blow him or something like 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 wow, like, like expensive she, like she wants. Or he's like, oh no, I'm going half on this one because you're too dirty. Maybe I'll give you a dollar. Maybe you give me a dollar. All right, moving on. So. That was really fun for me. Thank you. That's cathartic. Uh, Advice. How to be a better girlfriend from Anonymous. Dear Sticky, I understand you take compliments in exchange for advice, so here it goes. I love the podcast and the Sticky Show, or basically anything where you two get to show off your ridiculous chemistry and comedic skills together. Five stars. Oh my God, thank you so wow, much. That's a lot of stars. This thank lovely you. compliment, Anonymous. Anyway, here's my question. My boyfriend, 27, and I, 26, have been together for over a year and a half, and we've been living together for about half of that. I've known or I've known after our first date that he was the one I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. We had immediate chemistry, share the same values and hobbies, and he makes me laugh harder than anyone else I've ever been with. What really solidified all this is when he won over my rescue cat, who was scared of most other people. That is a big win. It's huge. So over the course of our relationship, he's brought up things that I do or don't do that he says make him feel undervalued or unfairly balanced the relationship. The two main pieces of feedback he gives me are that he wants to he wants me to be more vocal about how I'm feeling and that I don't initiate sex enough, which makes him feel like all the pressure is on him. Both of these are very valid, reasonable concerns, but for whatever reason, I'm having a hard time actually improving. And it's very frustrating for both of us because we keep having the exact same conversation. He's a man. He wants to feel wanted. Sure. Yeah. I've tried talking to a couple different therapists about it, but their advice was in so many words, just do it. This doesn't really help me because it's not like I'm afraid of speaking my mind, but it's more that I have a hard time recognizing feelings to share in the first place. Similarly, a lot of times sex just isn't on my mind and I'm starting to wonder if I have low libido since it's a possible side effect of my anxiety medication. I'm very Mm. discouraged about trying out new therapists because the ones I've had so far haven't really haven't helped me to get to the root of the problem. I'd like to hear your thoughts on the situation from an outsider's perspective. Have either of you experienced something like this? If so, how did you address it? I can know how important to him that I address these things, but I'm worried that if I can't, that at some point it will mean the end of our relationship. Any advice you have would be great help. It's one of the most common problems in all relationships <coughs> is like one person wants sex more. Yeah, or communicating when people want sex and not communicating when people want sex. We've mm. had this issue in the past. Oh yeah. Like we're well, we I, both want we it. We both but wanted it, but we didn't communicate it effectively to each other. The and, timing and was like, just off. Yeah, so this shit happens to everybody. But okay, so let me ask you this. Sounds like you have a low libido. Maybe you think it's tied into your anxiety medication. medication. I think it might be. I think you right. might have hit the nail on the head. So I think you did, but 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 does that mean low libido does not mean no libido? So I'm wondering when you do feel the desire for sex. Yeah. If you could communicate that to him when you feel that, I think that that's a step forward. Yeah. Because it sounds like that's not happening right now. And I also wonder um, how much he's holding resentment because I've been on both sides of this coin before. One relationship <coughs> where I the the boy the guy that I was with he. Um, wanted it more than me and then it would get frustrated that I didn't want it when he wanted it and then over time I would, I started getting resentful resentful that like um like that you he made would, to feel bad he would pre- pressure me yeah. too much and yeah. then the more he would pressure me the less I would want it of course so then I thought I had low libido when I very much don't <laughs> no. um but I thought I did because I never wanted to have sex with him and I loved him like I really loved him but easy, easy, like I, easy. I I did think I was gonna marry him at easy, one point. easy easy but I just didn't, I slowly didn't want to have sex with him more and more and more to the point where we didn't have sex ever. And he would get very frustrated. I like that part. And I like that's, that part. that's valid that he was frustrated. Um, but I, his frustration didn't make me want it. Of course more. not. Nobody wants to see a man fucking bitching about something, and first also, of all. And, and, and by bitching about it, right, I just mean like, why won't you fuck me? Is such a lame thing. I'm sorry. He would get jealous of me spending time with Franklin because it was like Ugh. felt like I gave Franklin more attention than him. And then it you was give Franklin more attention than anything. True. But so what? It's, it's a cat. You're fine. <laughs> and it's not related to sex You're or fine. my sex drive at all. Right. The other thing is, is like when he wasn't home, I would get horny and I'd be like, oh, when he comes home, I'll finally be in the mood. And then he would come home and just something about his presence, like I just like, I like he. I think just he would. He just like wanted it too much in a way that was like clingy and needy and not sexy That's what I mean. to me. Nobody wants it, a needy like, person. It turned me off. Guy or girl, nobody wants the right. needy shit. Because then the next relationship, I was on the other side of that coin where I wanted it more than him. And the more 
he rejected me, the more I would get like really insecure about it and like and kind of like more um, pressury. Like I would count the days since we've had it, and it, it was just like. <laughs> What the fuck is going on? Yeah, I was getting pissed. And then nobody gets turned on at someone that's pissed. No. Right? So then that was... Well, I would. That was another... I was building resentment because I didn't feel sexy as a young woman in in the peak of my... You're in your peak now, baby. Oh, thank you. But I was in my mid-20s. It was like the prime time where my boyfriend who's living with me should want to fuck me. And he never wanted it. Right. Um, So... I've been on both sides and I think the main thing is the whole person needing it more. Like, and the more they don't get it, the more they like get mad at you for not having it. Yeah. Well, and And if you're sitting there and you're in your home with this person, say you live together yeah, and they're around you orbiting you and there's animosity, animosity, it sucks to be home. It sucks to be around them. They they don't know it, but they've created this pressure storm yeah. that makes you feel like you can't be anywhere without feeling this pressure. Yeah. And fuck that shit. Like, it sucks. So it's about being honest about your feelings. And this person's being honest about their feelings, but they're keeping it at the tip of their tongue at all times. Mm-hmm. How, how, you, that is so destructive, by the way. It's like when you're working on something as a couple, if I was to bring up to you the, a repeat argument constantly, mm-hmm. you're going to get numb to my argument. You're right. going to to just be like, okay, I get it already. Fuck. Especially if I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to be working on. Right. Like, I'm just like supposed to be working case. on being turned on more. Like, I'm, you know, and I get it. And also, I'm guilty of being that other person that was pressuring my partner to have sex with me all the time and they didn't want it and I took it very personally and it just, you know grew that that like animosity really grew and you know wasn't was not healthy for a relationship um you can't do that to two person right no. you can't just keep hitting them and hitting them and hitting them and hitting them it doesn't create an environment where you want to have sex you have to treat them like an adult you have to tell them how how you're feeling how what it does to you that when you when you feel shut down what it does to you and how you feel about it and then you got to like allow some time for them to come like to the resolution on their own. Right. Like you're, you're introducing the problem to them. You're not constantly inundating <laughs> them with the problem. That's a mistake. That's where people fuck up. Yeah. And I mean, you, you might also want to examine like maybe you aren't sexually attracted to them. Like maybe there isn't chemistry anymore. At some point, like, um, so the first one where I never wanted to have sex and my boyfriend always did, we were together for five years and I was like, I can't see us having a good sex life for like if we got married i wouldn't be able to spend the rest of my life with this person not ever having sex with them that's why i have so, such a tough time with and no offense to you out there who got married without having sex first but man i that 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 one is hard for me to yeah to consider because sex is such an important thing it is and until you're fucking 70 the or whatever the, the intimacy really that exactly. comes with that the connection that chemistry you have a connection on a different level that <laughs> is almost unexplainable once you like physically connect with them like that right so and sometimes you get a dud like so yeah. if you don't know before you get married and now you're legally bound to someone for the rest of your life. Yeah, if they're going to kiss you and you don't know it yet, but they start kissing you with their tongue like stabbing like that, Ew. like fucking finger stabbing your mouth with yeah. their tongue. Then the darting fuck li- like a lizard. Right. Like my sister and her husband at their wedding. Ah! ah, see, you were there. No, I wasn't. That was your ex. Thanks a lot. Well, it's like you were there <laughs> because that was the proper reaction. Mm-hmm. Fucking nuts, man. By the way, I love my sister and her boyf- and her husband now, but... um. Yeah, I wish I never saw that. That's all. all. I just wish I never saw them kissing. Thank you. Yeah, and and also, similarly to you, I went to therapists in the first one, uh, and my therapist was like, "Um, you should try, like, doing things to spice it up. Like, uh, do some role-playing. And the thought of doing role-playing with him made me want to vomit. So that's how I knew. Maybe this is irreparable. 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 Irreconcilable. Because then, I and I cried too, because I wanted this relationship to work out, but she basically said, if the thought of doing that or anything to spice it up makes me want to vomit, break then- Break up. Yeah. She said she, break up. Well, she said, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to ever go back to you being sexually attracted to him. Because at that point- AKA? Break up. Break up. Or be miserable forever. 
Hey, that's an option. So that is an option. Some people do like that one. Yeah. <laughs> Some people do choose that one. A yeah. lot, a frequent amount of people choose that one. Yes, yes, yes. And then they kind of like tell themselves things to like make them make it feel better. Like all relationships are a struggle. Really bad. All yeah. relationships are hard work. Uh, I'm going to sit here and make myself feel better. Uh, but it really does nothing to my relationship. Relationships are a lot of work. Work. It's so, work. Marriage so, is work. Yeah. You have to put in the work. It's a lot of work, very little return. So, like, that's just how marriages are. I'm like, marriage is not a nine to five, bro. It doesn't bro. have to be that. Yeah. No. So, anyway, I hope that I hope that helps you. I don't really know the exact situation, but. The next question starts with, help me stop jacking off. Oh, Hi, Nikki yeah. and Steve. That's a good opener. Yes. I love these titles. It's great. I'm just going with the catchiest titles. You already get it. First of all, love you guys and love the podcast. You guys are a couple goals, and yes, I'm here for the vibe. Woo! Hell yeah. I'm a 22-year-old single male, and I think I beat the meat too much. It is becoming a problem, dare I say, an addiction. I masturbate and watch porn about two to three times a day, and now that we have been in self-isolation, I've been doing it a lot more. It is affecting my relationships and my sex life. When I do have sex with a person, I have a harder time climaxing, and I oftentimes feel embarrassed for not being able to finish with another person. And when I masturbate and finish to porn, I often... times feel disgusted with myself and immediately want to clear my history i try to block all porn sites but sometimes i stumble upon porn on twitter or something hot i see online and when it gets me feeling horny i just have to immediately watch porn and jerk off to relieve the feeling my question is how can i stop watching porn and beating the meat what is a healthy amount of porn and masturbation is there one i want to regain control of my sex life and sensitivity in my penis also i would like to remain anonymous please thank you guys so much and i hope you are all staying safe during this pandemic why does he want to remain anonymous (laughs) no i'm kidding uh First of all, awesome question. I yeah. don't know one guy or girl who doesn't go through a period where they're just like fucking jerking off all the time. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like for a stretch where you're, you're just like, you're bored or you're sad or you're anxious about something. I don't something. know. There's, there are a lot of uh, women who haven't, but I think it's just because it wasn't as, uh, I, it wasn't as explored back when we were in high school. Right. I think nowadays there's a lot more sexual positivity and like um empowerment yes so girls today probably go through those stretches true, true, true. but i remember like feeling like an odd one out when i used to masturbate a lot right yeah well i mean dude in my 20s i remember having a whole stretch of 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 wanting to to jerk off all the time and yeah like you said it's just not uh it's there's an emptiness after yeah you he recognizes the problem totally you, you don't have to tell him what the problem is but how, do, how does he stop it um it's discipline yeah i mean addiction is hard because i feel the same way when i was masturbating multiple times a day to porn it was hard to stop because you get used to this routine Mm -hmm. so like your body almost craves that like your body gets used to like needing to orgasm three times five times a day and uh i think weaning yourself off excuse yeah really nice excuse the that's that's a pun that i can go for Oh, okay i never know which ones you're gonna like no that was really clever okay uh, you know, doing like seriously, like get, if your average is two to three times, maybe try it once a day. See how that works for you. He's like, thanks, doc. And then try it every like, other day. I like my doctor. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, once a day, jerk off once. And every other day. And then also, uh, for me, I felt like I would get to the point where I was only like getting turned on by gangbang porn, like extreme. Yeah, you went. You know, there. You went where there. it was like. For me, it was so, dog fucking. I only got off to watching girls getting pounded by dogs eventually. Yeah, whatever. And then cats. Whatever is your thing. Uh, and then uh, tree frogs. Cats? Which is confusing. Dude, cat penises, I've only seen one once. It's like the size of you never seen a little all, baby a, Christmas A girl light. getting gangbanged by cats? No. It's fucking crazy shit, dude. How how long does it take the cats to finish? <laughs> it takes a long time. <laughs> wow. Go in on You're really things. into this collection of cat Yeah, they cat go in Okay. All right, so uh, yeah, when I, what I was saying before I was ta- interrupted by um, animal porn mm-hmm. talk was that things started getting too extreme and that's why it's harder f- to appreciate regular sex because it's so extreme in porn. And so when your your brain is used to getting turned on by these like extreme things or these like girls acting not how women typically act, you know, when they're having sex. Listen, I have talked to porn stars. I used to do videos with yeah. porn stars a lot. The porn stars don't really like it. So yeah. if that so does that help you a little bit? Like um when you, what you're watching is dramatized and the girls are not coming that hard, right? And so or they're not even coming. So the idea yeah. that 
Um, and I don't know if that necessarily helps you, but it it does. It should help you to know that it's fake. What you're seeing is fake, and that it's it's keeping you from having a deeper relationship with your significant other. And then also, it helps to know, like, don't you get a sense of accomplishment when you when you don't do something that you feel like you have to do? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you can get that going for three days in a row, all I'm asking you, brother, is to, to do me a favor, do me a big solid, do your Steve, your buddy Steve Green a solid. Don't jerk off for three days straight, okay? Three days straight. Yeah. At the end of those three days, I want you to write down how you feel and send it to us. And if you feel better on the end of that third day than you felt uh, going into on, it, going into it then that's the right step to take in life. Yeah, it's like anything, like breaking a sugar addiction is so hard. The first day my body is going nuts. It's like, it's like begging me. It's like, please just can we have like a corner of a chocolate piece, like just a little tiny bit of sugar. And you just keep saying no to it. And it's the hardest fucking thing. It's like your body's throwing a tantrum. Yeah. And then the next day it throws a tantrum, but it's like a little easier to say no because you already went Whole like we day. got through the whole night yeah, last so night. Like we might I'm, as well go tomorrow. And I feel like I don't want to waste that whole day that I said no. You know, I don't want that to be in vain if I just give into it today. So it helps me go the whole three days. And then after three days, my body just stops throwing the tantrum. Yeah, I find that I find personally that I can make a new routine in three days. And I do, I'm pretty good at that. They say t- it takes 21 days to break a habit. I can see that, man. But I'm talking about I'm talking about in the interim of building right. this new three days. Routine. Is, the first three days is the hardest. And and by the way, it doesn't sound like a lot of time either. I know <laughs> that for him, he's probably like, I could probably do three days. And that's all I'm saying is write down at the end of it how you're feeling, send it to us so that we can help other people with it. But then I want you to make that your desktop background on your computer, okay? And I know that you you feel like, well, I don't want to talk too much about how I'm jerking off and stuff. Don't talk about that on, 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 in this quote. Talk about how you feel right now having done this talk mm-hmm. about write down how you feel and then when you look at it on your desktop background of your computer the device that you use to jerk off or whatever your phone is or whatever make it your phone background but then every time you look at it you're going to remember this is how i felt not doing this thing yeah like and it's so much more worth it to feel this way than it is to feel the first way right or even replacing that uh replacing it with another thing you know when people are trying to break cigarette addictions and then um, there, there's that one that was the one president that would replace it with jelly beans. Every time he craved a cigarette, he would eat a jelly bean. No kidding. Had Something to be like taft. That. Had to be taft. Yeah, I, I don't remember what president it was, but I just thought always thought that was interesting. Like he, he did. Yes, he did exchange one vice for another because then I probably he probably had to break his sugar he got addiction. Got stuck in a bathtub. Yeah, but I don't know what that means. Taft got stuck in the bathtub because he's so big. Probably because he's trying to quit. Oh, I see. So I see. so hard. Yeah. Because uh, it's weird. Because I was gonna recommend taking a bath instead of jacking off. Which That's is really wild. weird. Yeah. <laughs> because Good group mind here. Um just the, something that gives you a feeling of that euphoric pleasure that you feel during an orgasm, something that replaces that. That's great. So for me, like creativity stuff, hobbies, um, or taking a bath, just something physically soothing, something like that. So you heard it here, man. I told you the three day method to make it your background on your computer. Nikki's like eat a jelly belly every time you want to jerk off. There you go. That's really good advice. Yeah. (laughs) Let us know how it works out for you. (laughs) All right. So the next one is, girlfriend broke up with me because I am too attractive. Oh. We'll talk about that one right after this break. That's so good. We'll be right back. (laughs) That's good. Right? Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to, like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it. That would be really awesome for us. Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out a huge amount. Like, we're not desperate. We're, like, kind of desperate. We're giving shout-outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So, huge shout-out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, Huge shout-out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Bly. Back to our podcast. In Tuscany, Florida. And back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> All right. So this guy's girlfriend broke up with him because he's too attractive. This Let's hear what he's got to say. This is so sick. I would like to stay anonymous if this gets put into the podcast. You got it. You got hey, it hot, dude. <laughs> hey, Steve and Nikki. You guys are the best and y'all have the best personality. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Thanks, buddy. Hot guy. We're getting complimented hot by a hot guy is so much it's better than getting complimented by an UG. I agree. 
Yeah. I agree. So a little background info behind my question. I was in a year-long relationship with this amazing girl. Our entire relationship was great. I trusted her, and we had very good communication. So a few weeks ago, just before quarantine started, she breaks up with me. With the reasoning, while crying, she tells me something along the lines of, you are way too attractive. Every time we go out, you get attention from other girls, and it makes me feel insecure. Then I'm like, this makes no sense at all. I never in my life heard of someone breaking up with someone because they're too attractive. Have I ever broken your trust? You could even look through my phone. Is there someone else? Then she's like, oh, God, no, there's no one else. You're really special, but it makes me feel insecure. I feel like I'm not worthy. I don't want to put myself in situations where I'm going to feel insecure. I've been hurt in the past. You get getting attention from other girls keeps me keeps making me feel insecure and scared. And that's the talking points of the convo. The thing that hurts me is that I genuinely cared for this girl and thought she was so beautiful. To add on, I never ever thought about cheating on her. So it's hard for me to wrap my hand around this idea. My question is, do you think the reason she broke up with me was the truth or she didn't tell me the entire truth? Because this reason is surreal to me and I've never heard of this happening before. <laughs> this is, first of all, <coughs> if this chick made this up, this is the best way to break up with somebody I've ever heard of in so my whole true. life. Hey, listen. Because if she's cheating on him and she's like, listen, you're baby, just too hot. You're too fucking hot for me. You're so goddamn hot. It drives me nuts. That is the best letdown anyone could ever get ever. You know what it is, though, is that I don't think she was lying to you um, because I have met people, a lot of people, like a too high amount of people who have broken up with their partners because they didn't feel like they were good enough for them or they would do something to subconsciously sabotage the relationship so that their partner would break up with them. I see a lot of that. Because it was, I want to leave them before they leave me. Yes. Because they couldn't handle being dumped or rejected and they felt like this person was way too good for them so they'd rather break up with you before you break up with them inevitably in their mind the insecurity gonna... built all the way up to the, to yeah. the tipping point point. and to be honest you, you should break up with someone like that wait wait um because they're so insecure yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. because those are the t those are the type of people that i have been in a relationship with someone that was so insecure that they would cheat because not because that the person like they they didn't love me or like they thought that person was better than me, but it was because they thought I'd eventually break up with them or cheat on them. So they in their mind that's how it was justified. But that's why they, they really didn't love you because that, right. that that's not what that's that not is. Love. Yeah, right. They're just infatuated with you. They, and... they have their own psychological issues that they need to work through, and that's not someone that should be in a healthy loving relationship. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to be in a healthy, loving relationship with them. This chick didn't love you, Hottie. So, in a way, you dodged a bullet. Yeah. And I get that you really cared about her, and that fucking sucks because I've been there when you care about someone and they haven't dealt with their issues yet. But it just wasn't the right time. And listen, man, it's not going to be hard to get back on the horse, okay? You know what I'm talking about? I mean, it sucks because if someone's like, hey, you get so much attention already, but it's like you didn't want attention from those other people. No, true. But uh, he's not going to have a hard time, huh? Getting back out there. I'll say that right now. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's going to be pretty sucks. easy. Sucks, dude. I, I feel you. Clear water is Especially my friend. Especially if you like, like that person for not vain qualities, you know, like where it's like, oh, I had a connection with this person. Like we like the same things. And it's harder to find those people than it is to find someone that's attractive. Of course. Yeah. But so I'm bummed for him, but ultimately she proved her true colors by. Yeah. I mean. And it's not going to be hard for him to get back yeah. on the horse. You know what I'm saying? All right. Um, next question is. Hey, we don't feel bad for you, by the way, hot guy. Yeah, hottie. Yeah. Hottie with a body. Sorry. Go move your body somewhere else. Yeah. We, and wherever Keep you it move moving, it, six pack. Yeah, Jesus. Wherever you move it, you're going to make it, uh, the whole situation around you better. That's for sure. Yeah. Suck it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, my boyfriend doesn't acknowledge my interests is the next question. Okay. My boyfriend always shares pictures of what he's doing, such as what he's eating or what games he's playing. Just general interests. But recently, whenever I share my interests in, for example, books, his immediate response is a joke. Boring. Uh, like, boring. how come you don't watch or read what I tell you? Or an eye roll emoji. <laughs> At first, I took it all as a joke and went along with it. But now that we're in quarantine and I'm more in tune with my interests, I'm starting to realize that his responses are upsetting me. There have been a few times where I asked him for movie suggestions and then end up not picking what he suggests. I understand his frustration about not wanting to do the things he likes, but I do acknowledge his suggestions. I feel like everything I share isn't validated or acknowledged by him, and I don't know if this is something I should shrug off or not. 
I believe that we should acknowledge one another's hobbies and interests, even if we don't see any common ground. But every time I share something that I'm excited about, I always leave with the pain in my chest due to his responses. I try to tell him how I felt, and he just doesn't sound like he cares, or he tells me that I'm just overreacting. What do you guys think I should do? Thank you. Monica. Well, Monica. Monica, I've been there, girl. Break up. It's time to break up. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I've been there, man, because yeah. how, for how long have I wanted to show you the movie Heat? It's my favorite movie. You're spoiling things. What are we talking about? Well, I mean, go ahead. Talk about it. Okay, so for years, everybody, I have wanted to watch the film Heat. F- very famous movie, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. One of my favorite movies of all time. Okay, beautiful, beautiful film. Mm-hmm. And every time that we have gone to watch it, I fall asleep. Nikki falls asleep very quickly. And eventually, it just gets to the point where I feel like vulnerable Mm -hmm. that she's going to watch my favorite movie and, like, you know, judge it and stuff, but she keeps falling asleep. And so I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to protect my little movie and I'm I'm not going to bring it up again. But I didn't fall asleep on purpose. No, I know. But it's just one of those things where I'm like, well, she can bring it up, you know? And then so I think this cat is trying to. He's like, you're like, what movie should I watch during quarantine? And he's like, oh, you should check this out, and we can connect over it and talk about it. And then you're like, I didn't watch it. And he's like, oh, well, I wanted to connect with you about it, you know, or whatever. Maybe. I think it opens a dialogue with your significant other if you guys can talk about the same thing. It's no different than when we go on a vacation together and we experience something and then we get to talk about it and check in with right, each other about but it. but I think it's the, the other way around in this situation. He's not acknowledging her favorite things. Or her interests. I would love to hear more about that because, because uh, he, he's so far she her, just said books. He's sending her eye roll emojis. Well, yeah, but just if you just say books. That's pretty immature. What are what are the books? Right, but it doesn't matter. She's excited to share something with him. And then he kind of just like, well, why didn't you do what I wanted to do? Right. I get that. Yeah. I get that. But the that's excitement. the villainous way of casting that. I think mm-hmm. that he is bringing up a subject matter that they could connect on and then maybe feeling rebuffed. And, and, and she's Maybe. obviously feeling rebuffed too. And they're both not meeting in the middle, right? So like, so she's bringing up a book and he's not like, oh, I'm going to buy that book and I'll read it and we'll talk about it, right? I think they're both doing this yeah, to each he, other. He definitely feels resentful maybe because it's like when a friend asks you for advice and then um, you continually give them advice and then they don't take that advice. Oh, happens all the time. Yeah, and so then when they come around next and they're like, are like this is what I did instead of your advice, you're kind of like, whatever, fuck you then. Right. And so I get that part of it. Right. But I also think that it sucks if you're like excited to share something and then the person just kind of brushes you off. Of course, always. Yeah. But I'm just saying there's a there's a version of this uh, question where we answer and go, fuck this guy, move on, Oh, girl. No, 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 I'm not saying that. Yeah. I definitely like to explore both sides. But uh, I guess the eye roll emoji really got me. <laughs> I don't like anybody sending me eye roll emojis. No, I agree with that. Go fuck yourself if you send me an eye roll emoji. That is mean, that is mean. Don't you dare send me an eye roll emoji. I don't even know why they invented that emoji. It pisses me off. Why did they invent it? <laughs> I think to eye roll at like people that are virtue signaling online. Oh, right. true, That's true, the true. only appropriate time to use that emoji. That. I agree with that. All other circumstances, it's just mean. <laughs> so we hope that helps out there. I think the the idea being try to connect with them through one of these things. So if he if he if you watch his the movie that he says to watch and yeah. you you tell him that you did that, you have moved the ball forward, right? Right. Don't ask him for suggestions and then not do the suggestion. You can't do the same thing to him. Right. It, the only thing she hasn't done that's <laughs> similar is send him an eye roll emoji, right? But right. she so far has rebuffed his It do, It does sound, though, and this could... I don't I haven't talked to him, yes. but it does sound, though, that she said she tried to tell him how she felt and he does, doesn't sound like he cares or tells her that she's overreacting. And I don't think that's ever a nice thing to tell your partner that they're overreacting, that they're overreacting at something that makes them feel hurt. That's the you know? eye wall emoji of peep that people can of, make. Exactly. Yeah. Of communication yeah, and verbalness. Sure. And so I feel like it's just dismissive. at least, yeah, at least he, he, they both could use some working on communication and you both have to step towards each other, right? right. It can't be one person. It's gotta be both people trying to reach each other. Yeah. And, and like, yeah. And, and valuing each other and, and, Acknowledging like what, I feel like no emotion is invalid, you know? True. Emotions are weird, you know? They're illogical. And so telling your partner that they shouldn't feel a certain way or or they're overreacting to something that's clearly upsetting them is not a way to handle it. No, no. But um, yeah, I hope you guys guys work on it. Yeah. See, we didn't just tell them to break up, see? See? 
But this one is says, should we break up as a title? Should I read that one? I mean, we should just say yes. Now I kind of now I kind of want true. Should we break up? Oh, it's pretty long. So okay. yeah, you should. <laughs> yeah, definitely, bre- definitely, do definitely it. break up. All right, how about this one? He he's an accidental fuck boy. Oh, that's fun. Hi, Iceman and Nikki. Love your podcast. It's the best out there. Oh my god, thank you so Checking much. Checking it. Gonna make this short. I met a guy and we decided that we would be friends with benefits. There's a bit of an age difference. I'm 21 and he's 31, but there's chemistry and it's great. The only thing I find odd is that he's never been in a relationship ever. When we first met, he said, I don't want to be in a relationship and probably never will at this point. I find it very, very odd. And from my investigation and talking to his friend, his his best friend, he's scared to be vulnerable and he has been boxed into what a relationship is due to his Judeo-Christian upbringing. I assume right now we're having fun. We meet a few times during before quarantine and now we phone and sext here and there. I know I can't change his mind, but I feel as though I still want to explore the relationship and better understand him. My question is, it's weird, right, that he hasn't been in a relationship? I don't think this ever will be one, but would I push him away if I brought up to face the fact that why would you want to leave Earth without having found a deep or a love or a deep relationship to grow with? I don't know how that question is supposed to be worded, but um, basically, yeah, is he like, would he were he's he's against relationships. And so, yeah, he never he never wants to go deep enough. And like, should this person continue to ask him, why don't you want to? Right. uh, She wants to break him loose. Thanks, gangs. Tons of love. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, you could bring it up, but not in not an attacking way. Uh, if you just want to have a conversation where you're exploring how you feel about love, you're like your different viewpoints about love, then you're kind of more exploring the other person's side. But if he's so rigid, though, what's what are you what are you wasting your time? for? Exactly. Then that ultimately it's like if they're just not at on the same page as you when it comes to relationships, then that sounds like something she very much wants. I mean, she just said that at the end of the sentence, she's like, "You don't you want a deeper da 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 da." That's what she wants. She's mm-hmm. stating what she desires. Or yeah, or leaving he. this earth with a deeper connection with somebody, right? Mm-hmm. That's what she ultimately desires. Or he. Or he. Yeah. Right, right. Of course. Um, but this person who doesn't want to be in a relationship. Yeah. They don't want to be in a relationship. So then, if you want the thing that's all the way on the opposite spectrum yeah. to what they want, you guys are fucked already. Totally. Like, that's not how a good relationship starts. Because if you do believe in, like, this deeper love and and finding that relationship as someone to grow old with, you need to start from a, a, the same position. You exactly. Know? You just need to be friends with benefits and you're Justin Timberlakes and then she is Mila Kunis. And, yeah. Okay. Well, they ended up together, but so that's, well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> they started in the same level. Hey, yeah. we're just gonna do this as friends, oh, right? Right, right, right. Like, hey, we, you know, we're just gonna yeah. casual sex. Yeah, like, no, don't, big deal. don't change the rules midway. Yeah, yeah. If if there's a clear understanding, you guys have an agreement. Don't you? You can't be the one to change the rules midway and be like, well, but why wouldn't you want it? Because exactly. that's not what they signed up for. We was, this was the deal. Yeah, and and it's I guess you you might romanticize the idea of changing their mind somehow. It's that hot. It's you hot. could be the one that it's changes sexy. their mind. But it really isn't worth it in the long run. It sweats, run. man. That yeah. idea sweats, right? It's all fucking mm-hmm. breathy and hot. Because it's like you're you're just trying to change someone. Mm-hmm. And you, they, maybe they don't want to be changed. Maybe you're the bad guy. And if they did want to change, maybe they could discover that on their own and like want to change. Maybe like after you guys stop being friends with benefits, they're like, oh, actually, I really had a connection and I kind of want to By do the way, that, you know? Uh, side note what the fuck kind of Judeo-Christian is this cat yeah. who's like hey I was raised Judeo-Christian I don't want a relationship at all well maybe like cause maybe they're like it, against well no like like because that's so f- centered around marriage and like having that be the foundation of everything right so yeah they're like fuck that yeah I'm going the anti that yeah, yeah I know yeah, a lot yeah. of people like that oh yeah 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 that were like I never want to be my parents yeah so so like my parents were homeowners. I'm never buying a house. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can take it too far sometimes. Right, totally. And my it, parents owned a owned a car that was that color. I I don't want that color. Yeah, I think everyone could benefit from therapy for sure. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, just not the not not the right time. Not the right person. Not the right time. I don't think I would I would push it if you want to have a conversation about it to just know his points. But I wouldn't try to work on changing him. No. So good luck to you. And watch Friends with Benefits.
<laughs> I guess. Yeah, we're sponsored by Friends with Benefits. Friends with benefits. Uh, it's a little late to be sponsored by them, but they're you know trying to push their on demand right now on Prime, Amazon yeah. Prime right now. Yeah. All right. Let's do the breakup one. Let's do it. What breakup one? The one that we skipped over. Oh, should we break let's, up? Let's go ahead. All right. It's okay. It's a little lengthy, but we'll get through it. We're okay. gonna get through it. Hey, Nikki and Steve. Just wanted to say that I absolutely appreciate you guys' podcast. It's been great to listen to some honest advice and opinions, especially when it comes to relationships, because you guys seem to have a really healthy relationship, and I really admire that about you two. Thank you so much. Thank you. I wanted to ask your guys' opinion about my relationship and if I should just come to terms that we should break up. Just a backstory, we met in college as freshmen, got into a relationship our sophomore year after being friends. We've been together for more than five years and have recently become officially long distance last August. We would spend our summers during college apart since I do live in Canada and he's from California. I got into grad school in SoCal near where he lived and where he found employment after we both graduated undergrad. Since finishing grad school, I've returned to Canada and been working to get a work visa so I can move to SoCal. Unfortunately, we're experiencing some problems in our relationship, which has left me questioning whether or not we should part ways. Ever since I left SoCal and went back home, he started becoming distant and told me that he was just getting busy with work and wanted to focus on making new friends amongst his co-workers in the area he recently moved to for his job bad sign yeah bad sign he also revealed to me that he was experiencing some mental health issues and just felt tired all the time and felt like he couldn't talk to me about his problems he has then developed a strong relationship with other girls in his life which oh, sometimes really? makes me feel like he's cheating emotionally whom he felt he could open up to about his problems because they just understood him uh-huh. and i haven't gone through any significant life trauma or event that left me broken so i probably wouldn't understand what he was going through he told me that I had a pretty optimistic outlook on life and that he had a more negative outlook on life. We had made plans to get married, but he had told me that he had changed his mind and didn't know if he wanted to get married or have a family at all. He visited me during Christmas break where he had originally planned to break things off because he felt he needed to learn how to be happy alone. I asked him to give the relationship another try for the sake of everything we invested in it and that it wasn't fair that I was caught off guard by all these revelations because of how good he had been masking his mental health issues when we were physically together. We agreed to try again, but long distance has never been his forte and things have gone south. He started to become distant again, would hardly text and told me that he just wanted to put a wall up against everyone because he wanted to be alone. I've tried to be understanding and accommodating towards his actions because he's going through some mental health issues. But but at times I feel like I'm just being stupid for... or putting up with being treated like shit. You are. Is it worth waiting out no. the dark times for your significant other, even if they completely shut you out of their life no. so they can deal with it on their own? I've tried to reach out and let him know that I'm always there and he doesn't have to go through this alone, but he's very stubborn. Should I end things knowing that it could add to the emotional burden he's already carrying? Sorry for sending a super long story. I've been super confused for the past few months. I was looking forward to advice from people that could give honest advice. Thank you for reading this. If you made it this far, hope your podcast continues to grow. Your you. relationship ended yeah. a long time it's ago. It's gone. It's been gone. It's been gone. Yeah. And you haven't come to terms with it and that's okay. And we forgive you. Yeah. And you're like, but he's depressed. I need to be there for him. And I, I gotta get fix how it. you could feel that way, but that's not what This he... cat even tried to break up with you and yeah. you're like, let's come to, hang on. This is an unfair situation for me to be in. Let's be reasonable. Give me more time. He invested a lot of time in this. You're looking back on the first time, the first good couple months or whatever it was of your relationship and remembering all that shit and not reflecting how you're being treated now. Or thinking about how many years you've invested in it and thinking like you need, you deserve some sort of return on investment because of those years. Some and I'm sorry. Fallacy. I'm so sad to tell you. There is just no no guarantee for return on investments and time that you put into relationships. What are you getting out of this, man? Sounds like yeah. you're just getting beat up all the fucking time. No, it's just you're you're just hoping that there's gonna be a return eventually. Uh-huh. And there's just not. There's you just sound like not a good going person. To. We're rooting for you. We are. It's time to cut bait. It's Absolutely. time to move the boat forward. We want you to be happy. Yeah. You've been sitting there getting no nibbles. No. It's time to move your fishing spot. We know a lot of people that have been like this, too, that have been like, well, I've already put five years into it. I'm I already- know only o- that many people. I know only people like that. Yeah. I, I put that's so many. I don't want the years to go to waste that we put into it. But right. I'm like, how many years you got left, though? Exactly. You got like 40, 50 years left. You, That's way more years than you put into the relationship. So like, cut your losses now. Go find happiness and spend the rest of your life, the, the 40 whatever years 50 years that you've got left I hope 60 being happy and yeah and be happy yeah but it's bye girl bye bye, bye Felicia bye yeah you definitely should break up yeah and here he wants it he can't fucking wait yeah he can't wait he's hoping by telling you he's tired all the time and like not returning him. your texts and stuff that you'll be like damn I'm pretty being treated by like shit I just 
I don't deserve this. He doesn't have the stones to do it, so yeah. he's waiting for you to do it. That's it. Well, he That's already it. tried to, and it didn't work, so he's just waiting for you to do it. Yeah. And, yeah. You'll see, because when you do it, he won't fight for it at all. Nope. So there you go, chick. We love you, though. We're sorry. I know. All right. How about this one? Um, a very self-conscious college virgin. Please keep me anonymous. Okay. Hey, Nikki and Steve. Or should I say Icebreaker and Iceman? Thank you. So Icebreaker, I mean, nobody's... That's what they call me. That's the first time somebody called That's what called they call it. me. I don't know. Well, they call me that. Everyone calls me Iceman. Nobody... I love the podcast. I saw you guys on JK and haven't stopped watching since. I love Big Mood, too. But anyways... I'll get to the pathetic part now. Yeah, don't talk thank about you our competitor, so much. But thank you. What? That's our main competitor. I'm a part of that. I'm, that's not a competition. Uh, please don't mention Big Mood on the show, please. I no, love please. Big Mood. Can I just tell you what podcast Mark, can we I cut love? That? Mark, we're going to cut that. Okay. All I right. got the thumbs up. Thank you. I'm a 19 year old college freshman who has only had two relationships in the past, quote unquote. Both were in high school and each one lasted about a month or two. Although both guys tried to make moves, I stopped them mid-makeout because back then I thought I had a fear of commitment, but now I realize that I had just had nothing in common with them and the chemistry just wasn't there. I felt the same way with almost every guy I've dated since and stopped when it got to making out because it felt like I was just kissing a brick wall. This was up until a few months ago when I met this guy on Tinder. Yeah, I know. We first started talking here and there with when the second semester started, and we studied together a few times and went to the gym once, too, which was a bad idea since he's a gym rat, but we didn't even kiss, so that's problem number one. However, after the virus kicked both of us out for the, uh, before the semester ended, we've been talking every day, all day long, and have been loving it, which is new to me since I've never done that with either of my exes. For context, he's a sophomore and had a girlfriend of two years. They broke up last summer, so I don't know if I should tell him that at all that, um, that I've had were barely oh I don't know if I should tell him that all I've had were barely even relationships or not the even bigger thing is he doesn't know that I'm a virgin and he jokingly made a comment before about college virgins being weird and I just sat there and smiled like a fucking ah, idiot great. Fantastic. <laughs> I mean I pr I'm pretty sure that's a red flag but I don't know if I should bring it's that up again it's not a red again. flag because he hasn't thought that about you but he, she doesn't know but but but, but he's talking about He's talking about a, a stereotype. Yeah, he thinks you're one of the... He thinks you're on the team. Yeah. You're fine, girl. Okay. Plus, I know whenever we meet up after quarantine, shit's going to go down, so I don't know if I should tell him I'm a virgin or just go for it and pretend like I, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Also, side note, but I know someone else wrote about it, about having HS, hydrodenditis suprativa on here before. Same. <laughs> okay, and they were scared of hooking up because of it, too. I don't know if the scars will freak him out and if I should say something about that beforehand or I remember that. let him mention it if he notices. Even though we both currently do this, go to the same university, we live three hours away. Okay, we live three hours apart off campus and he might be transferring schools next semester. So that's one hour away from our current campus. Because of that, I don't even know if we should continue this, but I've never felt connected to a guy so much before. So I'm stressing out. I wish I could give more context since there's a lot of unknowns, but I can already tell by how long this looks that Steve just wants me to shut up. So I'll leave it there. Thank Thanks you. guys. <laughs> Looking forward to hearing from you. <laughs> You're awesome. Thank you. That's great. Yeah. Uh, that was actually a better long winded one. Yeah. yeah. She told the story well. Right. Um, I get the insecurities. Of, of course. I don't think you should pretend you know what you're doing. I think that you should just reveal it in a cute way where it's like, hey. Hey, lucky guy. I'm a virgin. I have a. I'm a fully tight chick. Hey, so I didn't want to say this before, but. Um, I'm a mouth virgin, butt virgin, pussy virgin. <laughs> maybe you should say it in that order. Yeah. 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 Maybe say it after you de-virginize your mouth. Yeah. 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 Like, de-virginize your mouth. I've never bit. gone all the way before. Yeah. That's pretty hot. <laughs> that's pretty hot. Maybe he'll think you're role playing. Oh, but then, 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 then it's not really a lie because then afterwards you're like, yeah, that was my first time. And he's like, oh, shit. I don't get the treating uh, virginity like it's a medical condition thing. Yeah. I think that people can just kind of have well, sex and then afterwards you'd be like, yo, I was a virgin. The, like, And then true. maybe go for a high five. I don't get the medical condition the part. The fear is for the pre person that's not the virgin. Right. The fear is that the person the the person losing their virginity because you were there first, it now attaches this stronger like more pressurized connection sure. where they get clingy. But everyone's first is never their their last, well, unless you live in certain places and you have certain beliefs. But yeah. but which is fine too, but I I have noticed a lot of people that I know, almost everyone that I know, mm. doesn't marry their their first. Sure, but but so for the virgin, a lot of people carry this you know weight that it's like they want to save it for someone special. So then, when they lose it, they're like way more attached to that 
person and maybe that person wasn't ready for that much attachment. Of course. Yeah. I totally get so that. So that's the fear. But but so that's, she, that's the stigma that goes that's with the virginity. That's the stigma. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that she doesn't have to reveal that she's a virgin pre fucking. No, but but she doesn't also have to pretend that she's super experienced. No, not at all. Yeah. Well that was one of the like what do I pretend I know what I'm doing? Yeah. True. I think just um because I can't really remember like because I lost my virginity to someone that was also a virgin, it was like very explorative. Me too. Like, but is this what we, you know? We were both dumb. Like, we we're both like, is this how we do it? I don't know. It's yeah. not working or whatever. And so we were able to talk each other through it. So I don't know how I would be if it was like I wasn't allowed to talk through it. You know, I feel yeah. like I would want to be with someone that knew I was a virgin so that they would understand like when I'm not doing things correctly. Or like when I'm not doing things the way they're used to people doing things, you know? Yeah, but I think that that comes through a relationship for sure. You know what I mean? And like, so it depends time. on what you want. Yeah. Like if it's if if it's like evolving into a relationship and like he's ready for sex and he like he starts making a move, then you can bring it up. Yeah. I think it's okay to bring it up. But obviously, do it with what you're comfortable with and what feels right in the moment. Like I don't want it to be like this awkward. Like first, we must talk about my virginity. Yeah, like you know, like, you don't have that's to do like, that. That's like that's like me, like in you sitting down before we had sex and being like, "Here's what I like. Here's what I don't like. Here's what I like. Here's what I like. it's so weird." Sure, and, and nobody does that. So I think you're you'll be fine just to play, let it go, go with the flow. Or if something like maybe go with the flow, and then if something like feels off, like he's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, but she's then, not gonna start biting his dick I know, or anything. That's what I, I can't. I'm trying to think of worst case scenarios. She's here. seen porn and seen. I'm sure she's seen sex things. Yeah, I, I, she doesn't. She's not gonna go in there and like just start fucking putting her butt on his head well, or anything. Porn is not a good indicator of how you should act well, in bed. But, no, but yeah, I'm, what I'm what I'm saying though is that she'll probably know how to jerk a dick or whatever. Uh huh. She's doing right. Like it's she's not. I gonna, don't know. She's I not didn't... gonna just gonna start slapping it. He had to show me how to jerk a dick because I uh, didn't know that it was like this with the skin around it. Oh, right. Like, I thought that you had to fully, like, I don't That's know. That's why you do it so good, If though. you've never jerked a dick, it's hard to explain how to jerk a dick. No, that's very fair. Yeah. Uh, well, look, just go with the flow. Yeah, that's my advice. go with the flow. Don't overthink it. Um, Immediately try to put your fingers up his butt, Don't lie. Though. Try if... to put your fingers up his butt. He'll love it. <laughs> He'll fucking don't love listen it. to Steve. No, no, I'm talking from minute one. As soon as you guys start kissing, try to get your fingers in his Shut butt. up. <laughs> He'll fucking love it. That's so mean. He'll try know? to marry you. He doesn't. She doesn't know. I'm fucking around. She knows. She knows I'm kidding. She, She's listening to the show. She knows she me. She might fucking try. Oh, come on. I'm just, okay. All right. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, that's what I'm saying. She's not so inexperienced that she, she'll just completely no, fuck I know. up. No, like, I know. I love Lucy I was, all over I his body. I was trying to think of worst case scenario. Right. Like her worst case scenario mm -hmm. is him being like, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. Like that's the worst case. That's the most embarrassing thing that someone could ask so during funny, sex. The idea and that she's going to, I love Lucy all over the place, start tripping and falling on his body. But if so something stupid. did happen that way or like, well, for me, I didn't know that the dick didn't just go in right away. Like for me, it was really tight it was like very hard to break that right and i was not successful losing my virginity the first two times i tried it right and so uh um, well, let's hope she's not that tight for her sake i i mean i, I hope don't know she's much looser so another worst case scenario is you could just start crying out of pain because you're not used to experiencing that oh yeah and you could be like sorry it's just so goddamn big <laughs> and you know he's not <laughs> exactly gonna bitch about that i'll tell you that yeah i just think that um I, if it were me personally losing my virginity, I would have to say something beforehand so that the other person's a little bit more gentle with me. I fully get that. Yeah. I'm not saying even not to do that. I'm yeah. just saying do just what go it, with the flow. Do go with the flow. Yeah, like of if course. it feels right to yeah. bring it up, it doesn't seem too awkward, or you, or you don't have to build the moment up and be like, sit down, I need to tell you something. This is my special moment. So I'm, I'm giving you my garden. Right. It's not exactly. That builds everything up so high. Yeah. And, and like the standards and the tensions high. Like I think if you're in the moment and you're like, then that's sure. It's like in the moment. It's kind of hot, yeah. and maybe that'll work out for you. I mean, honestly, if I was sitting across from a chick and she's like, "I'm a virgin," I'd be like, "Let's go, dude. I'm gonna break your fucking back. Let's do this shit." What? Just any chick right Let's now? No, any I'm chick right now that says you're a virgin, no, no, she's no, no, a virgin. No, no, no. no, you, you, we talk like in, in parlances. I will get you. <laughs> You'll catch me slipping. I'll catch you, Green. Um. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. There you go. I didn't know you thought that was hot. I thought you just like the. I thought you like, the, it, I I think thought you like the slutty slutty sluts. I do like the slutty sluts, but I but I like the, <laughs> I like it when you're very tight. 
oh, as well. True. I was like, ooh, I didn't want to tell you, but I've just never done it before. Sure, I'm into that. I'll fucking wreck you. Oh, okay. Good enough. There's some dirty talk for the first check. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope that was helpful, everybody. If you're out there, you're in a relationship, you're happy, you're thriving, please break up. Um, We'd like you to break up. We really want it. We like to destroy it. Don't send us your wedding pictures. Stop sending us wedding pictures. We we don't want to see the weddings. Send us your divorce pictures. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) You can send us your wedding pictures if you send your divorce pictures with them. Yes. Thank you. So don't send them for like at least a few months after marriage. Right. And people who, who are inviting us to weddings, stop inviting us to weddings. We go there and we tell you to break up at your wedding. Yes. Stop inviting us We'll be the us person that stands up and is like, speak yeah. now or forever, hold your peace. We're like, hey. Hi, Steve and Nikki. Hi. Uh, you guys need to break up? Yeah, please break up. Jesus. You don't want us at your wedding, trust. Yeah. But you do want to subscribe and rate us on iTunes and oh, yeah. uh, check us out on Patreon because we do bonus episodes every month. Uh, it's patreon.com slash sticky. And we have the sickest Discord group on there. We do. We love those we people. We fucking love our Discord peeps and we do live streams once a month, actually twice a month now that we've been in quarantine. True. And there's a bunch of extra bonus stuff on there. Go check it out. We love you guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. I hope your quarantine's going okay. Hope this helps a little bit. And if you're a couple listening to this, I want you to look at each other and say, I'm breaking up with you. Thank you. And then fuck. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Makeup sex? So good. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.